This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach. And today I welcome two extraordinary women to the show, Shannon Carrolls and Kathy Miller. Shannon, Kathy, welcome. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thanks, Caroline. We're excited to be here. And we're going to talk about how these two amazing women manufacturing leaders developed a high-performing team and transformed multiple plants into a lean enterprise. Okay, Shannon, Kathy, you go way back and you have worked together at a big company. That's how you met. So set up the story. Help us understand where you met and where it all started. Okay, I'll take this one, Shannon. So... We had been working at this large company, and at the time, I was the vice president of lean quality and strategy deployment for the global operation. So I was running around the globe, going into our plants, helping to teach lean manufacturing quality systems, auditing, encouraging, motivating the various operations around the world. And at that time, I was traveling with a lot of men who were always trying to encourage me to do carry-on luggage and leave some of my accessories behind and not check luggage because there's always that race once you get to the airport, how quickly you can get to the site. So it was on such an occasion that I was going to the plant that Shannon worked at and I actually did do a carry-on bag, left my steel toes at home because they take up roughly half the you know space in a carry-on bag. And went to the plant that Shannon was at. We had not yet met. Went through the initial presentation. We were going out on the shop floor. And they asked us to don our safety equipment, including our glasses and our shoes. And I informed them that I had not brought them because of this dilemma with the suitcase. So they said, no problem. We have a visitor cabinet. We went out, looked at all the men's shoes. And the duck shoe things is what I call them. You know, the little... uh, plastic and metal things that you put over the toes and heels. And uh, I have a hard time walking in those. And Shannon happened to be walking by and offered her safety shoes, which fortuitously were the exact same size that I did. And that's how our friendship began. That is awesome. Shannon, what's your take on that? That's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great, it's a great origin story and it ties in so well to our title too. Uh, but yeah, I just said, Hey, I, I've got these shoes. You want to borrow them? And she said, yes. And then there were a couple of projects that came up years later and she was like, Oh, I remember her. She let me her safety shoes. And it just w- went from there for another decade plus, And we've um, been sharing shoes ever since. And I want to remind our, our global audience, the book's title is stellar. It's steel toes and stilettos, a true story of women manufacturing leaders and lean transformation success. Okay. So how did the two of you find your way to advanced manufacturing? Because from what you just said, it, it is still a male dominated industry. Yes. Well, for me, it started at college. I needed to finance my own college. And when I told my dad the various career choices that I wanted, he politely discouraged me from going into those because he did not want me to come out of school in with a large amount of debt. And, you know, occupations where sometimes you need a PhD to be able to um, work in that industry. So 
after about the third try, he said, why don't you check out engineering? And I got accepted at GMI, which is now Kettering, which is a co-op school. So I literally had to find a job, uh, a sponsor, and started working on a vehicle assembly floor when I was 17 years old as an IE student. Wow. Wow. Fascinating. Shannon, how about you? Um, my story is a little bit different. I actually um, was recruited out of college by um, by this large company, and I had a degree in supply chain management from Western Michigan University. So I spent years um, moving around to different divisions and working in their supply chain trainee program. And from there is where I found my passion for um, lean manufacturing. And I, I started to get into that understanding of how lean methodology can help businesses be successful. And, um, and then I started running operations after that. Okay. Perfect. Perfect opportunity. Help our global audience understand what lean enterprise is. Some of them may not be familiar with this. Kathy, do you want to go ahead and take that one? Sure. So Lean Enterprise is basically based on the Toyota production system where you are creating value at the rate of customer demand with the least amount of waste. So it's highest productivity, least amount of scrap, highest quality, and you are reducing the lead time so you can stay close to your customers and serve them well. But what I loved about your book, what I learned that was new to me about Lean, that it, it's not just about the techniques and tools. Yes, that's certainly an important component, but it's about the people and how you connect with them and engage with them and build trust. That was an eye-opener for me about Lean. So I'd love to hear more from both of you about that. Well, it's definitely the foundation upon which a successful and sustainable lean system is built. And you'll read that in Toyota books as well. So when companies get caught up just in tool implementation and they don't bring the people along, that's where they can get some quick results, but not necessarily sustainable results. And so when Shannon and I were transforming these plants together because she later joined a team. Uh, P&L that I was running, you know, beyond that first encounter, we were working together for three years. We really spent a lot of time with the people in the offices and on the shop floor, engaging their hearts and minds in addition to their hands. And so what happened was people started to find their jobs very meaningful in their ability to contribute. And when they did that, they really supported the systems that were put in place. They helped problem solve. They helped adapt the tools to the environment and really became passionate about helping improve the business. So Shannon, I want to turn to you because the two of you started a company together and that is very different than working for an organization. So tell us about that. Yeah, actually the book came first. Um, Kathy and I had this idea one day and decided to write the book. And then we said, you know, we're, it's time for us both to move on from our corporate um, jobs. And we thought we love working together. We, we loved when we were working together and we wanted to continue to do that. And we had so much fun together writing the book. We thought maybe it was time to take a different path and maybe help people 
have the results that we had and teach them that more the the core concept of respect for people um, because it oftentimes that gets lost in these lean journeys. And it was so important to us. And, and honestly, the business results were amazing that we got, but we wanted to teach other people how to get those through that Respect for People Foundation. And you do a lot of great work with culture. And, and you know, we, we all remember the, the Peter Drucker quote that culture eats strategy for breakfast. So uh, tell us t- about your philosophy of helping organizations, helping teams build and design a healthy culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can start. And then Kathy, jump in. Um, Kathy and I share a very similar philosophies on this. And, you know, what what we wanted to start with in any culture is it's 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 built on trust and we both do that through developing relationships with people and we always we've always talked about you know the more you get to know people as people and not just their jobs you start to show that you actually care about them as people you drive more empathy within the organization and it all starts with that trust and being present and putting yourself out there as the leader, showing them that you've got their back and you're there for them. So that's where it always started with, with Kathy and I. But as when, when we go through our story in the book, Kathy will tell you a little bit about how you start with a vision and take it from there. Kathy, want to pick it up from there? Yeah, absolutely. So creating a, culture that's inclusive includes psychological safety and trust and all of those, you know, things that, that you read about in management books, but it really starts with that solid vision. You know, at big companies, leaders get rotated around a lot, right? And so the workforce gets sometimes weary of the new guy coming in, the new lady coming in, you know, what are they going to want us to do differently? So they've got a little bit of fatigue. And sometimes you have to overcome inertia to create that culture that what we're doing here will transcend the time that I'm with them, you know, to help the business be successful and healthy for the long term. So you have to set that vision and articulate that vision and you have to communicate it over and over and over again very consistently so that people can pick up on the fact that you are there for the business and not necessarily in a self-serving capacity for your career. And then you have to have structured implementation plan where you are on purpose with not only tool implementation, but creating that inclusive culture. And that means involving the team members who are going to do the work when you're developing that. You want their work to become meaningful. You want to train them so that they can be successful. You want to be authentic, visible, and passionate about what you're doing and spend so much time, as much time as possible, uh, where the work gets done. So people get to know you and trust you. And when things go wrong, realize that they're safe, right? As long as people are trying, they're not compromising quality or safety. It's okay to try things and be creative. And when things don't go well, you learn the lessons and you don't repeat them. But when they do go well, you really celebrate and build on those successes. Shannon and Kathy will be right back after a quick break. 
Your Working Life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. You know, I I love um, hearing the two of you together. There's a beautiful camaraderie. You know, you clearly enjoy each other, your dear friends as well as colleagues. And there's a trust and there's a, a, a palpable connection between the two of you. So I want to ask, because you mentioned empathy and leading with psychological safety, what are the biggest challenges that you've seen in your business as you have worked as consultants to try to shift the culture of a company? Because that's not easy to do. Yeah, I agree. And I think one of the things that Kathy and I have really, when we talked about setting up this business and what we really want to do with it is it's, it's to work with companies that want to do that culture piece. They want to transform and include the people. And so we've been very pointed about making that clear that that that's the type of people we want to work with. That's the companies we want to work with. We're not going to force you to change your your culture. Um, We want you to already be willing to do that. And that's been a really big deal for us to set those boundaries. You talk about in the book how you engage people and paint a picture. I'd love that. And I don't want to give too much of a spoiler alert about the book, but I'd love for you to talk more about that if you would. About painting the picture of what yeah. an enterprise looks like. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. Um, when you're in these leadership positions, you get to go to a lot of different plants. You get to go to a lot of different businesses. There's a lot invested in your development. And so it's really important that you are able to paint that picture for people who may not have worked anywhere besides those four walls. And so it's important that when you're painting the picture, you do it in a way that appeals to the workforce, right? And part of it is helping the workforce understand that what they're doing every day uh, with those molds, with those parts, with those equipments is making the world a better place through their contributions. And so sometimes that involves helping them understand where things are actually used in the world and, and how they're helping to make the world a better place. Ladies, and just to, just to add really quick, Caroline, um, to what Kathy said, it's not always easy. It's not easy just because you paint the picture and and try to show them what good looks like that it comes naturally or it happens overnight. It definitely takes a significant amount of time building that trust. Seeing some results helps a lot, but it's not always, you know, as we say, rainbows and unicorns. It's a lot of hard work to, to drive that type of change. Shannon, thanks for your transparency there. That, that means a lot. And, and I agree wholeheartedly. You both write about, how you are passionate to drive inclusivity into the workplace. And as we discussed earlier, and both of you shared earlier in your careers, when you were contemplating college and, and, and what career to pursue, 
manufacturing, advanced manufacturing has been traditionally male dominated. So how are you moving the needle to make this industry more inclusive and welcoming to women? Well, first of all, we're trying through the book to be role models for that next generation. I know that when I was growing up in manufacturing, there were no women executive manufacturing leaders that I could emulate. So it was a lot of paving the way. So I know that there's still a shortage of women in leadership in manufacturing. So we're really hoping that people will get the book and that people who are interested in it uh, of both genders will see that it can be a rewarding career for people who are diverse. So that's one way that we're doing it. We do a lot of coaching. We do a lot of mentoring. But uh, those are the types of things that we're doing to try and, and help people see how attractive it can be. How do we get our girls? You know, I'm thinking they're, they're not yet women. They're young girls. Uh, you know, maybe they're in grade school or they're just easing into junior high school. How do we make them more aware of these career opportunities? We're seeing a lot of activity in STEM. Uh, and, and I think we need to really open the, uh, the lens here to let other career fields in so girls understand what the opportunities are. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of responsibility from the industry and the manufacturing companies out there. Uh, one of the uh, plants I was running, we every year hosted a, a few high schools and we would have them come in and we would talk to them about manufacturing careers and give them plant tours and show them that maybe that stigma from you know 30 some plus years ago isn't really the case. Plants aren't as dirty. It's not a, you know, it, it you can be a lot of different things in this manufacturing world. You don't necessarily just have to work with your hands. You could use um, analysis skills and be in finance or people skills and work in HR. Manufacturing holds the opportunity for people to use basically every skill set that could exist. And I don't think there's a lot of other industries out there that are like that. But I do think that some of some of the um, manufacturing companies could continue to do things like that and make it more aware to these kids that are in high school at, that this is a viable opportunity for them to have a wonderful career. Yeah, regardless if they're four-year college bound or not. And I remember in my back-to-school nights, it was military or four-year college, you know, and there were very few other options that were out there so we, the manufacturers, need to be partnering with high schools to paint that picture that it's a great opportunity for the next generation. Well, I agree wholeheartedly, and I'm, I'm so impressed uh, with your passion and your commitment. Tell us a success story with an organization that you worked with, perhaps on inclusion or any other particular area like culture that you might share, because you've done transformational work together. So from a business perspective, you know, if you if you read the story over three years and and a lot of hard work and a lot of two step forward, one step back, as Shannon was saying, because it's hard, we were able to get great business results, right? 74% decrease in injury rate and 50% increase in profitability and all the things that businesses are important about. But I think that for me, when I reflect on my career, the things I'm most proud of are when you take people um, 
who may have been overlooked, who are sort of the unsung heroes of manufacturing, and you see their potential and more in them than they've ever seen in themselves, and you give them opportunities to rise and thrive. And, you know, they're going from working on a press to being a team leader and to being a supervisor, and they're passing that along to the next set of people they're leading. Those are the six sex stories that just means so much to me. I agree completely. And watching when we go through these types of transformations, if you're if you're building that positive work culture, you can feel the energy shift. You can see people's mindsets start to change towards a much more positive outlook and you can you can feel their pride in their work and you can see it on their faces and just being around that is the most fulfilling part. Uh, that Kathy and I have experienced going through these. Ladies, your your enthusiasm is palpable even through uh, through the audio. So I thank you for that. So as as we wrap, I'd love for each of you to share a bit of wisdom that you want this global audience to know. Maybe it's about women in leadership roles or or a topic of your choice, but you've got this incredible global audience, most of whom are women, many of whom are young women navigating a career journey. What do you want them to know? I think what's important for them to know is there are great opportunities for them so that they should explore manufacturing and just see all of the opportunities that await them to use their talents and to be their authentic selves and focus on their strengths to make contributions. If they do that, the world is their oyster. Absolutely agree. And, you know, foster those relationships, build relationships, make sure you're understanding the realities of what's what's going on and not making assumptions. And from there, results will come from a business perspective and a personal perspective. Shannon Carls and Kathy Miller, I learned so much from you. Thank you both. I want to tell our global audience the title of your book again. It's called Steel Toes and Stilettos, a true story of women manufacturing leaders and lean transformation success. And I've got it in front of me and it's it's beautiful. I really, really love the book. I encourage you all to check it out on Amazon at all major book retailers. But you also have this incredible website called Op. Sisters, OPSisters.com. Shannon, Kathy, thank you. And I wish you continued success. Thank you, Caroline. And if you like the show, subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud. And even better, leave a review because this helps new listeners find us online. And a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening. <laughs>